Hey folks, welcome back. Today we got a really interesting episode because our special guest zooming in from beautiful Etobicoke, Ontario is Mr. Mark Sishan and Mark is a a real estate entrepreneur with a twist because chances are you've heard of short-term furnished rentals, chances are you've heard of tiny homes. Work what Mark is doing is he's combining the two of those together. So can't wait to dig into this. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Dave. Glad to be here. Yeah, man. All right. Tell me a little bit about what got you sparked in, number one, real estate investing in the first place, number two, short-term rentals, and number three, tiny homes. Yeah. So, um, I mean, really, it's kind of a short story. Ultimately, what what uh, what got me into real estate is Robert Kiyosaki. Um, really, what happened was my cousin brought a book to me and uh, and told me a little bit about a concept called multifamily real estate investing. I laughed at him. And then once uh, subsequent to my laugh at him, he uh, said, you know what, just shut your yap and read it. I read it and then uh, I became hooked, um, completely changed my life. Uh -huh. um, fast forward, say about 10 years later, um, we kind of, we, we did a little bit of research on the whole tiny home concept. So, uh, so I and, might understand that you got involved in real estate, started doing multifamily investing first. Is is that correct? Or yeah, yes, exactly. So we uh, we got into uh, multifamily. We built a, a small portfolio out in Peterborough, Ontario. Um, <clears throat> about ten years later, we sold that portfolio, and we're looking at uh, different concepts. Um, the multifamily, although a great concept, and we still do it to this day. Uh, was not exactly what we were looking for. We were looking, for, we wanted to look outside the box and look at other concepts, which is where we came up with the whole tiny house um, experiences concept. Mm -hmm. All right. So yeah, that's, that is a big, big switch. So what would you say appeals to you about the whole tiny home concept instead of, or in addition to multifamily investing? Um, so, I mean, I'd say a big part of it is, is the, the monetary aspect. Um, that is a big part of it. It's, uh, although that comes with its own issues where not, not, not to say issues, but it requires more management. So it's actually, it's like a, it's like a business, but it's a built the right way. It's a very easy functioning business, but ultimately the, the, uh, the monitor, the monetary part of it was a big, uh, big aspect. And, um, and you know, it was just uh, what else? I guess the uh, the most so, the mm -hmm. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. So when you say the monetary aspect of it made a big deal, do you mean like barrier to entry is a lot lower, or cash flow is a lot higher, or both? Um, <clears throat> cash flow is a lot higher. the 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 barrier of entry is actually a little bit more complex, but the cash flow is a lot higher. Okay, so maybe for for folks that like myself that can't quite get our our noggins around this whole idea, idea, walk me through how the tiny home short term rental business works, if you don't mind. Sure, of course, absolutely. I mean, so for us, what we did, we actually went out and looked for a piece of land, um, one that we didn't really have any any uh, any criteria for it at the time. We do have a bit more of a criteria right now, but ultimately, what we did, we found a piece of land and. Um, and really built the uh, built the whole tiny home on it. Now the difference with what we've done, excuse me, um, comparatively to some of the other uh, tiny home um, Airbnbs, 
is we built an experience around our tiny home. And that experience is what we call a mini Nordic spa. It's a Scandinavian experience. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's essentially a, a therapeutic, um, well, in reality, it's exactly how it sounds. So um, if, if if some of your listeners know of um, like a Scandinavian, a Scandinavian experience where it's the hot, cold therapy, okay. we've taken that whole experience from a larger model and just shrunk it down to an intimate experience. Okay. So <clears throat> we took the whole, and that's really ultimately what this is about. That's really why, what really intrigued us into the whole tiny home aspect is the intimacy, the intimate aspect to it, where you don't really, you're not really going there for, you know, a family reunion, reunion or any, any of this kind of stuff. You're going there to spend time with a loved one, um, to reconnect and do, you know, to really enjoy time with one another. Okay. And that's where the whole tiny home ass, or sorry, the uh, the mini Nordic spa came into play. So we created this uh, this uh, thermal cycle where it's hot, cold. Um, okay, so so paint me a picture here. Uh, you were telling me offline that you've got a ten acre parcel of <laughs> land, kind of out to out somewhere in in Ontario. Is it kind of like in cottage country type idea, or kind of in the? Uh, yeah, exactly. It's out in cottage country. Okay, so ten acres. And you built a tiny home. So first things first, describe the tiny home that you guys built. Like how many square feet is it? What does it have in it? You know, what what does the, the, the tiny home look like? Yeah, of course. So it's uh it's a fully fun it's a fully functioning home. The square footage on it is about 437 square feet. Um we took it, we kind of created that. We, we did our very best actually in creating a very luxurious tiny home experience. So it's got heated floors. Um, it's got the, it's got heat, water, pretty much everything that a, a regular standard home has. Mm -hmm. Now for the yeah. bedroom, is it like a loft type thing or is it a, a separate little bedroom or is it a studio type setup? What, what does that look like? Yeah. So it's a loft. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a main floor with a loft and mm -hmm. um, one bath, one, one, one bathroom essentially with a mechanical room, a kitchen, um, uh, like a little, a small living space and a TV. Yeah. Nice. So perfect for a yeah. couple, like one person or two it's, people. That's about the, the ideal situation there. Okay. Exactly. That's what it was built for. I like the, the heated floors. That sounds great. Uh, now paint the picture of the Nordic spa experience for me. So again, I've got the gist, but I don't really quite get it. So if you got, a hot hot tub and a cold cold tub like you you're saying that they can do the hot thing and the cold thing how does that work yeah so the uh it's actually a really cool concept we um we again we call it mini nordic spa so it's a hot tub a cold pool and a sauna all built in in uh in unison essentially um and then we also have a small rest rest area with hammocks and then also and on top of that a meditation space okay. so really it's a thermal cycle so you go, it's hot, cold, essentially hot, cold rest. That's really the, uh, the whole, um, the whole model that we, that we market to, uh, to our guests. Um, and they truly love it. They, they go there and they spend the whole day just going through that whole thermal cycle. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. I like, I really like this idea, Mark, because like you said, and you've said it a few times, you're creating an experience for people like this isn't for you know, for me, if I'm traveling to Toronto and I want to play, stay someplace and I don't feel like staying in a hotel, I, I book an Airbnb. No, this is people are specifically going to this property to do this thing. It's like it's its own little spa experience. Your do-it-yourself spa experience all bundled in. Yeah, 
Yeah, and that's truly exactly what it is. You know, we quit. It was. It's. It's really a destination spot for uh, for our guests, and that's exactly. I mean, you 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 uh, you got it right on point. Um, people just go. They go there exactly for that. They go there to because uh, if if you will a Scandinavian experience spa like uh, like the La Scandinave and um, uh, there's a whole bunch of other ones out there. I can't uh, I can't recall the names of them. It's not as private as what we've created. So why people love our place is because it gives you that privacy. It's that intimacy and that privacy. So not only are you going there to uh, spend time with your loved one, with your whoever it is that you go with, um, you get to experience that whole thermal cycle to yourself and there's nobody around it's just you and your loved one or whoever or your partner so, so here's what i'm uh, here's what i'm hearing the subtext mark is i can go there with my wife and i can run around buck naked and nobody ain't gonna see me <laughs> that's exactly what it is that's exactly what it is that's right <laughs> and funny enough we actually had the feedback um from our guests saying i love it because i get to jump out of the uh, tiny house naked with my wife and have a great time and they and that's exactly that's part of the reason why they do love it yeah, awesome. Okay, so how long have you had this one up and running for at this point? At this point, we're mid-September 2023. How long have you had this going for? Yeah, so we uh, we finished this one last 2000, July of 2022. Um, so we've had it for, for about a year and a half right now. Okay, good. So the question I had is, you know, this sounds like a wonderful winter experience, but have you found that this is like a a full year round thing that people want to do all year round. It truly is. It's a year round experience. So we've had since, uh, since we, since we launched the tiny house, the tiny home, yeah. we've had 100% occupancy on the property. Wow. And so, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been absolutely amazing. We're very happy with, uh, with, with the outcome. Um, and truly <clears throat> every season, every month of the year has its own experience and people love, and we have so many guests that they'll come for, July argument's sake, and they want to come back in October. And then October, they'll, they'll, uh, they, we already have people that came in July, stayed in October and say, wow, this is absolutely amazing. I want to experience this in the wintertime. So you get a ton of repeat business. Repeat yeah. business. Exactly. So when you say it's a hundred percent full, that means like, like typically how long are people staying there for? Is it like a one night, two night, three night thing? What would you say is the average? Yeah. The average is about two and a half nights. If you compile, like if you take all the, uh, all, all the, um, the stats yeah all the stats yeah exactly mm-hmm. um so and and it's it's just basically booked uh, every single day so basically like if we have uh, a one-nighter we also allow one night availability as well we've uh, we, we we opened that up a few months ago because we had certain yeah, yeah, weeks a where little, a, a few little spots open here and there that that didn't quite fit in yeah exactly and then we actually found once we did that that uh, the the one-nighters were extremely popular as well I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, that is so cool, man. Well, congratulations on, on dialing that in. Now I'm just thinking efficiency wise. Yeah. You know, the, the privacy is great, but 10 acres, depending on how much forest and whatnot you got on there, there could be a bunch of little private things going on there without people getting in each other's way. Are are you going to be trying to put on more of this same kind of experience on that same property or what, what are your expansion ideas with this? Yeah, absolutely. So currently we are in, in the process of expanding on that same property. Um, <clears throat> we are likely going to add another two and uh, we're just in the process of um, finalize, finalizing the neighboring property and uh, we'll likely put two or three on there as well. Very cool. All the same Nordic spa experience idea. 
they're all going to have they're all going to have the Nordic Spa experience, but we're actually elevating that experience to the next level. So we're going to be adding a few other features that uh, that are going to be pretty amazing. Oh, give us a sneak peek! Don't leave me hanging here, man. Well, a pool is one of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very nice. No, that yeah. is so. That is so cool, Mark. Well, congratulations on dialing that in. Um, just to give us kind of an idea, what what is your typical, I mean, obviously it changes depending on the day of the week and all that kind of stuff, but what's your typical uh, charge per night for this Nordic experience? So we're, we're at about $550 to $600 a night. All right. Well, we everybody's, everybody's really good at... Uh, Addition and multiplication. So five fifty a night times one hundred percent occupancy times thirty days a month is a pretty damn good business, my friend. That's awesome. We're not always all that good at, at subtraction, of course, but uh, it sounds like the cash flow is probably pretty pretty skookum on this deal. Uh, I guess one question I have is: Are there any challenges with cleaning and, and that sort of thing? Because it sounds like it's a fairly remote location. Yeah, so it is it is a remote location, um, fairly remote. And so having a great team in place is a huge part of this, uh, not only the tiny home and the mini Nordic Spa, but I'd say generally for short-term rentals. But we've put together a really great team and we're constantly looking for more people just in case, uh, as, as redundancies, just to ensure that um, our, our, uh, our guests are taken care of and that we can provide that five-star experience. Yeah, no, that is that, that makes such a difference. I was just interviewing another uh, short-term rental couple of few days ago and and that was their big takeaway is right now at the time that we're um, recording this you know during covid and everything it seemed like short-term rentals everybody and their and their dog jumped into short-term rentals and now that that covid's on the back burner or wherever the hell it is um it's 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 really weeding people out because there's such a glut of short-term rentals available in, in typical short-term rentals available. Anyhow, this, that's exactly what this couple was talking about. Their big differentiator like yours is creating the experience and really focusing on the guest experience as well. So not their big thing was don't nickel and dime. Don't be, you know, cheap on the, on the toilet paper. Don't be cheap on all these little things that bug people. Don't step over the pennies, you know, uh, really, really give the guests the absolute best experience. Um, yeah. And what you're doing there with the whole Nordic Nordic idea. Absolutely love that. So where, where are you and your wife going with this moving ahead? What are your plans moving ahead? So we've got some pretty great, pretty big expansion um, ideas and, and plans. Uh, we're just put, putting together a, um, presentation for investors to uh to really scale this up so this prototype has done extremely well yeah. and uh, we just basically want to take this and and scale it um and uh, and there's a huge there's a huge market for for not only tiny homes but the tiny home uh, alongside experiences the whole tiny home experience the um ecotourism ecotourism is a very big thing but then when you add the aspect of this uh this experience to it it makes it yeah. that much more desirable yeah, exactly. And it, it, yeah, it's the experience. Plus, I think everybody's just really curious about tiny homes, too. I mean, I know I've never stayed in one, but I'd I'd love to just check out what a tiny home's all about. Okay, so are you planning to kind of cookie cutter this idea and keep doing the Nordic experience? Or are you already thinking about different kinds of experiences depending on 
locale or or what have you? Um, you know, I think we're really we're um, exploring both options. To be honest, we want to we want to ensure that uh, that the aesthetic appeal, that the experience is there with kind of what we've done. But something that might be a little bit more cost effective as far as scalability, uh, because ultimately what we found is that the accommodations, although although are very important. Um, the architecture in which you spend a ton of money on is not as important as the experience in itself. So we're, we're exploring both options. Okay. Interesting. So if, if I'm understanding you correctly, you know, there's a lot of assumptions that a tiny home is pretty inexpensive to build, but what I'm hearing is it ain't as cheap as we think it might be. Is, is that fair to say? That is extremely fair to say. And I will crush those assumptions because I'll tell you, it's uh, it was about it cost us. So we we built it ourselves. It cost us um, around seven eight hundred dollars a square foot. Wow. Yeah, plus that, the mini Nordic spa, plus the landscaping. Holy smokes! Yeah. Okay, so that adds up very very quickly, and that was you guys doing that. So I mean, you're you're in the construction field by trade, right? I mean, you're you were you're a builder, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, we we actually kind of had the same a similar assumption. Our 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 original budget to build this uh, this whole experience or or the tiny home was one hundred fifty thousand um, dollars. I think in total we spent about six hundred thousand dollars. And so, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people when 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 they look at it, it's like yeah, tiny. And we get a lot of requests asking, um, "Can you build it for us?" And we send out a price, and they're they think we're ripping them off. Yeah. And so. You know, when you think about it, it's like, yeah, tiny, so it's easy, it's going to be cheaper. But in reality, it's actually the exact opposite. Because for example, I mean, you have you have your, uh, so we had our, our carpenters working in there, and they can't actually work inside the tiny house, because it's so tiny, because it's small, right? And so you can only have a certain amount of people there doing certain things, which increases uh, labor costs. And, and well, maybe not so much waste, but essentially labor costs, that's a big part of it. Yeah. You, you don't know these things until you find out from somebody who's actually done it. So we can't assume tiny homes mean tiny budgets. It's, it's they do not. Expensive. They do not. <laughs> All right. So you're, you're looking at, okay, maybe we'll skip the tiny home part and, and put something more cost effective in there. Cause at the end of the day, it's more about the spa than how the, the, the home itself looks. Although I'm sure there is quite a bit of appeal as well to the whole idea of, of staying in a tiny home, but thanks for, thanks for sharing that with me there, Mark. So, Hey, uh, if people want to connect with you, find out more about what you're up to find out about staying at your tiny home experience, uh, what's the best, best way for them to reach out to you? Yeah. So I'd say the best way to reach out is through our Instagram page. Um, it's uh, at escapes tiny at escapes tiny. That's the best place to uh, to connect with us. Fantastic. Well, Mark, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you very much for coming on the show. And hey, awesome job for your very first podcast interview. Wasn't that tough, was it? No, it wasn't as tough. But yeah, hey, Dave, listen, that was great. I really appreciate, uh, appreciate the experience. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. Take care and talk to you on the next episode.